mind. Title of my message today is, Will You Go? Everybody say, Go! Go! Woo! You guys are awake today. Hallelujah. The sun is shining and the air is clean and it's fresh. Uh, you want to hear a fish story? Yeah. <laughs> Tim, I'm going to tell on you, man. So Tim takes me fishing last night. Great time. We got out there. We got our poles in the water. I got one for catfish. I got one for uh, trout. And uh, I leaned down because I had my pole leaning on my tackle box. So I leaned down and I grabbed that pole and I opened up my tackle box and I was grabbing some stuff out of there. And while I'm bent down like this, my pole goes like this. And I'm like, whoa, I got it. I got a fish. And, but when I jerked up, I had had my hand in my tackle box. I hooked my finger on a lure. And it went in past the barb. So I'm trying to reel in this fish, you know, because, I mean, that's the most important thing right there, you know. <laughs> I'm reeling, and I'm like, Tim, Tim, come get the hook out of my finger, you know? So Tim comes down, and he's pulling. He's pulling with all his might. Cheese and crackers in one hand, which he wouldn't put down. <laughs> and he's yanking on this hook, trying to rip it out of my finger. And he's like, Pastor, I can't get it out. I'm like, take the pole, take the pole. You know, and, I, and then I ripped it out of my hand. I'm, t- I'm telling the truth, Tim. <laughs> so I, I ripped the hook out of my hand. And then Tim, Tim, he didn't reel in the fish yet. He's trying to wait for me to get the hook out. And I reeled in the fish. So I got the fish in. We got it. Put it on the chain. We put the chain out. You know, I get my... I get my finger cleaned up from the blood and get my bait back out there, you know. And, and then I go over to take a picture of the fish. I'm like, Tim, where's the fish? He says, well, I put it right there. I said, but you didn't clip the chain. Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor. I, th- I think he was just mad that he didn't catch it. I'll give you the mic one day, Tim. <laughs> That's kind of how it went down. <laughs> but uh, fishing's fun. But will you go? Yes. All right. Well, let's go to the slide number two. There's 7.3 billion people in the world. 2.3 billion Christians. And 70, 748 million are evangelical Christians, Elena. The problem in the world. The other, the other ones um, are Catholics and, and your other um, mainline denominations. One point, it should be 1.7 billion are Muslim. 1.1 billion are Hindu. 979 million are non-religious. Yeah, 488 million are Buddhist, 671 million are ethnic religions, including uh, Chinese religion. And, and, you know, there are people that practice religion in China, but a lot of it is, um, you know, they want communism to be their God. Number one thing there. And then um, 103 million other unknown. That's the state of the world right there, give or take a few million. That's where we're at right now. You know, Delon and I 
we, we took a drive out to um, the desert last Monday and went and, and just enjoyed some hiking and just having fun out there, eating a lunch out in the wilderness. And, and we came back down Highway 58 to 395 towards the 15th. And coming down 395, when you get to Atlanta, there's a huge Buddhist temple out there. I mean, huge. It is very nice, huh, Donna? It was very, I mean, Donna hates that stuff, but I mean, the property was just done up really well. You could drive up Highway 71 right here, and you'll see a temple built right in front of a church. And Delanda says it looks like piles of poop that they, they've made their pillars out of. But it's right there on 71 in front of a church. Or if you go up Lincoln here to Ontario and you go left, you go down to Santana Park, you drive around the park, you'll see a very big mosque in our city. And um, what am I saying about that? I'm saying that God is bringing the world to us. Go into all the world, amen? But he's bringing the world to us. And as believers, you know, I know you're all hardcore Americans too. But listen, and hear my heart, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an American. I love, I mean, I don't have my mask. I think I left it on my desk. But it's the American flag. We as believers need to change our mindsets from being in an uproar as to who the government allows to the nation and start looking at it as an opportunity to win the nations. I mean, when I see what they're doing with immigration, I got to get myself under control because I got to remember what God's plan is. Go into all the world. And so, Tim, you may not be able to go into all the world, but you can walk across the street. You may not be able to travel to the places that I've been to. I've been on five continents now ministering. You may not be able to go to those places, you, you, whether it's finances, health, whatever. Don't ever let finances stop you, though, because I don't have any money, but yet God gives me the money to go. So you can't use finances as an excuse because I know that every time Delano and I have said, yes, we're going to go, God does what? He gives us the money. I remember the first time I went to um, Pakistan. I mean, Delano was a little leery about me going to Pakistan. And then um, God just touched her heart that he's to go. We had a prophet that came here and said God was going to send me to 18 nations. And so... I didn't have any money, but I had the money to pay for uh, a visa. $180. I told Delonis, I'm taking $180. I'm going to go apply for a visa. Took me two trips down to Figueroa and the 101 or whatever down there to go to the uh, Pakistani consulate to apply for a visa. Even Miss Roberta here is like, I don't want you to go to Pakistan. <laughs> but she bought my ticket one year to go to Pakistan. <laughs> She's like, I hate that you go to Pakistan here. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> but as I, I was preparing for the, I, I, I got the um, visa in four days. I mean, I know people that applied for a Pakistani visa that it took them, I mean, 
four months and they still didn't get the visa. See, because they take your passport and everything. And so I got my visa and then as soon as I got my visa, somebody gave me um, $2,000, bought my um, airplane ticket. And then somebody gave me $1,200. And then um, Lucy Rael was here and she says, hey, pastor's going to Pakistan this afternoon. You know, you guys ought a blessing. And I needed $5,000 to go. I ended up going with six. And that paid for my next airplane ticket to the next country I was going to too. But I know that when you make a determination in your heart that God's called you to go, he'll make room for you to go, amen? He'll, make, he'll allow for that. So let's keep going, amen? Of the 7.3 billion people in the world, 3 billion live among unreached people groups um, of the world, and 1.6 billion people are completely unevangelized. 1.6 billion, completely unevangelized. There are 6,510 languages in the world. Liz speaks two. Anybody else speak anything besides Spanish and English? Greek. Awesome. People groups are what Bible scholars believe are referred to as mission-oriented verses, like in Matthew 28, 19, and, and Matthew 24, 14, and Revelation 7, 9. So according to one database, there are 16,562 people groups in the world. 16,562 people groups in the world. Of these people groups, 9,715 have been reached with the gospel message. So that leaves 6,000... 847 people groups still unreached with the gospel. Do you know who the largest unreached people group is in America? Say it out loud, I'm okay. Who's the largest unreached people group in America? I can't hear you. I'll tell you, Jews. Jews. They're the largest unreached people group in America and we need to reach them. Amen. Um, to be unreached means that 2%, less than 2% of evangelical Christians are in that country. And, um, and then next slide there, 86% of all unreached people groups lie within the region called the 1040 window. And you can see in that area, in that red square rectangle of where the 1040 window is, and that's the large, largest area of unreached people groups. But where are they wanting to come to? America. God is sending them here. Why? It's not safe to go there. You know, there's a lot of turmoil there. But we, listen, there's missionaries in every country. There's people that are going to every nation. Um, most, 97% of the world's unreached people are located in the 1040 window. From West Africa, across Asia, in that 1040 line there. So the total population in the 1040 window is 4.89 billion people. A lot of people live in that little rectangle. And there's 7.3 billion. And uh, total people groups in that window is 8,213. So there, there's 60% of unreached people groups live in countries closed, closed to missionaries from North America. 
So it's better when they come here that we get them saved, filled with the spirit of God, and we send them back. Amen. Amen? It's just like there are certain countries I go to that I don't go in and go to all the people. I'm not allowed to go to all the people, but I'm allowed to get with workers and encourage them and bless them and help them to go into all the world among their own people. Like I've been in one country where they'll bring, I've had as many, uh, I've had pastors travel seven to 800 miles to spend three or four days with me just to be encouraged, just to be trained. And, and as they come and we minister to them, then they go back out to the places where it's not safe for me to go to. Because, you know, I, I was in, Dawn and I were in one place one time and the pastor we'd gone with, we'd ministered four days, four or five days already. We'd ministered in the, our last day, we'd spent six and a half hours praying over people. Incredible move of God. What a dawn. It was, wow. And um, when we got done, he said, Ron, could you guys just stay here one more day and hang out? I said, what's up? And he says, well, I need to go and minister to a group of pastors. I said, why don't we come with you? He goes, nah, it wouldn't be good. I said, how come? He says, because they've never seen a foreigner there. I'm like, okay, we'll hang out. And Delon and I just hung out for a day. It was a rainy day and we just relaxed. But the, you know, sometimes it's just not good for us to go to certain places. But the job of being in the kingdom of God is to be what? To be obedient to the word of God. Everybody say obedient. obedient. Can't make up your own way. You gotta live according to the word. To follow through on what Jesus has told us to do because that's what he's asked us to do. So we're going to take time today to go through the word of God. I don't know how far I'm going to get, but uh, I'll stop at a decent time. Um, one, two. See, when I go to certain countries, they expect that. They expect me to preach for two and a half, three hours. I mean, I went one country one time and all I had was this Bible. And, and there's no study notes, no nothing. I just had this Bible. And I, I, my first day there, I did two, two and a half hour meetings and Pastor Jesse did one too. But all I had was my Bible. That's all you need, amen, when you get into the word. So I wanna talk to you about going so that we can make sure we win as many people as possible, amen? I know I just look out at Andy and he's sending out them discipleship courses. If you're getting those discipleship courses from Andy, you need to read them and then pass them on. You need to read them and get them out into somebody else's hand that needs to be discipled, amen? Vicki Allen is drawing, the, drawing up a discipleship page for children. She got her first one done and she's gonna give me nine more tomorrow and Greg Lucky is doing the complete design so that we can begin to hit our neighborhoods with the gospel for children, amen? That we can bring that pages, we can bring them some crayons, they can do that color page and be discipled at the same time, amen? That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna reach all these kids around here because there's a lot of them, amen? So number one to winning as many people as possible, number one to going is you have to learn to love others as you love yourself. You know, last week, Delon and I talked about what's love got to do it. Everything. Matthew chapter two, verse 36 through 40, it says, teacher, what is the greatest, what is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Verse 38, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On those two commandments hang all the law 
and the prophets. Loving God and loving others is the key. If you want to win the world, you've got to have love in your heart for the lost. You've got to know where they're going. You've got to know where they're going to spend eternity if you don't win them. You know, when you, you think, oh, I might be a little overbearing. I might talk about Jesus too much. Can you? <laughs> I don't think so. But it, our approach has to do a lot with it. So out of our love for God and for others, we should have that strong desire to win them to Jesus. Amen. We will be, if you have that love in you, you'll be committed to learning how to share this love with other people. Amen. You'll be committed to learning how. You'll be learning some scriptures, making it basic, putting your story into a, a place that you can share your story with people, that you'll actually be, go out and be brave enough. Listen, Lewis, Revelation says the uncourageous won't go to heaven. Those that are not courageous won't go to heaven. <laughs> it's a real silent guy. <laughs> We got to get courage, amen? So as you're committed to learning to share the love of God with people, amen? Just remember why you got saved and how it was that you got saved. Remember those things. God loved you, amen? And he gave his son as a sacrifice so that you could be saved. And you got to keep that in you. And, and you know, and when you go to people and, and, and you say, oh, you know what? If you don't change, you're going to go to hell. Probably not the best approach. <laughs> but if you say, you know what? God loves you so much. God loves you so much, man. I just want to tell you that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die as a sacrifice for all of our sins. So that we could come to him. And we could be forgiven of everything we've done. And that when eternity comes around, whether you die here on this earth or Jesus comes back, you could spend eternity in heaven instead of hell. Amen. See, you have to figure out how you're going to do it. You've got to come up with your story, JR. I took off my shoes because this is holy ground, the Lord said today. So <laughs> I'm like, shoes are off. All right, I'm good. But you, you got to figure out, how can I relay this with the love of God that I'm going to draw them in instead of cast them out, instead of condemning him? Who did Jesus come to condemn? No one. No one. You guys should know that. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's John 3, 17. We always read 3, 16, but 17. He didn't come to condemn. So we can't condemn him. But we've got to love them. Got to love them. Amen? To win them. And so with that open heart, you can win people to Jesus. And it'll be amazing what you see happen in your life and around you. Amen? And then you can get them with Andy. And he can help you disciple them. And, you know, but it's truly learning to love others as yourself. Not being selfish with what you have. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you to the right people. And um, out of that love, we should go into all the world. Number two, 
Everybody say, go. go. Matthew 28, 16 through 20 is titled The Great Commission. It says, then the 11 disciples went away to Galilee to be to the mountain with which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. I don't know if I got it in my notes, but when I look at that, um, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you, we, as the body of Christ, need to learn to observe all things he's commanded us. Amen. We need to learn that so that we're walking it so that when people see us that and the people meet us out there that they're like, wow, you, you know, you're different. We need to be different. Amen. Than the world. We need to shine. So teach them. So there's a lot in this passage that we're going to go through. So number one or letter A, meet with Jesus. You need to meet with Jesus every day. You need to have an encounter with God every day of your life. You need to follow the Lord and walk with him and talk with him, amen, all day long, every day. Have that encounter with Christ because if you don't have that encounter, it makes it really tough to um, have the heart to want to evangelize. So my stuff just skipped all over the place. Going to all the world, love God. Oh, there we are. Meet with Jesus. And then when you meet with Jesus, make sure you spend time worshiping him. Praising his name. You know, I, I try to start off all our prayer, prayer meetings just praising God. I, I start with because I praise him for what he's done, who he is and what he's done. I just let my heart overflow with an abundance of praise. And, you know, and I sing, I shout, you know, especially when I'm by myself or Delanda's around. She hears me. She's like, wow, you go to town, man. Because <laughs> I just like to worship the Lord. Amen. And you got to have a heart of worship. When you have a heart of worship for God, then you'll want to do things for God. You'll want to share him with other people. So worship the Lord with all your heart, amen? Just let it flow. You know, I, I, um, I've been in countries that I don't know the language. I was in this country one time and they, they put me in this room. I mean, I had ministered so hard that day. Um, I'd spent three and a half hours praying for people. And then we went, to, we drove for an hour. Then we had dinner and, and then they, they wanted me to minister to 10 people, which turned into 50 people. And they just sit me in a room by myself and they say, here, you rest. And when the worship is over, we'll come get you. And so I sat there for a minute and I heard the music start and I have no idea what they're singing. And I said, I cannot sit here. I have to go and worship. And I went in and I just worshiped the Lord in my language, in the song of the Lord in my heart. I just let it flow out of me, what God is doing in me. I just rejoice in the Lord. And, and I remember this one specific time, I rejoiced in the Lord. And when I went to pray for that time, I went to pray for the people that were there, the 50 people. Um, I think it was like, I started at nine o'clock at night after ministering all day long. And as I started to minister, um, this joy came over me like you would not believe. I started laughing so hard. My, my Chinese son, the guy I work with in China, he, he came and he grabbed hold of me. He's like, Dad, Dad, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I was just full of joy. And I laughed and I didn't even, I didn't even pray over people. I just laughed over them. 
I laid hands on them and laughed. They fell out under the power of God and they laughed. And the next day I get up to leave. And as I'm leaving, this lady got in the car. I had to leave at like five in the morning to smuggle me out. And this lady got in the car with us and she said, oh, the Lord healed me today. I'm like, oh, that's great. Or healed me last night. So that's great. And she said she couldn't breathe. She was having a tough time breathing and her throat was closed. I thought she had a cold. My translator told me later that she had emphysema. And she hadn't been able to breathe for 10 years. And the Lord healed her just because I laughed over her. Just because there was an anointing there. And it just brought such joy into her life that God just touched her. And then see, walk in his authority. His authority, amen. Not your authority, his authority. Walk in his authority. You have authority over sickness and disease, over demons, over anything that's coming against you or people, amen. You have authority. Everybody say authority. authority. Amen. You have authority. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let's just turn that around. In Corona, in California, the United States, and to the end of the earth. You have this authority in you, amen? You have it if you have the Spirit of God in you. So there's, there's two power words that we're talking about right now. Authority and power. One is in the Greek exousia and the one is dunamis in the Greek, okay? You are full of power and authority when you come to God and you are filled with the Spirit of God. You have his power, his authority. So nothing should limit you. Thank you for that one amen or two. <laughs> nothing should limit you. Come on now, you're awake. Nothing should limit you. You're given the full power and authority when you're baptized into Christ, amen? And when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now dunamis is the power to do the miracles. Exosia is the right to use the dunamis. So Jesus has been given all the exousia, all the right to do the miracles. Okay, that's Jesus' role. And then as a believer in Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit, you have to have confidence in your relationship with Jesus, amen? So that when you step out in what he has done for you, that you step out effectively. So I, I know I've said this before, but we got a lot of new people in the house this year. Jake, you're the captain of the ship, okay? You're the one that has the exousia. You're the one that has the authority to use the power, the dunamis, okay? So you're the captain. Robert, you're the gunner on the ship. You got the fingers on the trigger, but you don't have the authority to use it. See, you're, you're the dunamis power. You've got the power to do the miracles. But he, Jesus, you like that, Jake? <laughs> has the exousia, the authority to use the power. Okay, so yeah, you've got to call him up. So if you go to John chapter 16, verse 14 and 15, Jesus says, all, you know, that everything that I have, the Holy Spirit is going to give to you. So everything that 
Jesus has, the Holy Spirit's going to give to you, Robert. So Jesus has all authority. So the Holy Spirit takes from what Jesus has, the authority, and he gives it to you so that you have the right to use the dunamis power of God, the ability to do miracles, always within you. Always. Everybody say always. always. It's in you to do miracles. You don't have to wait. You just got to have that confidence of who you are in Christ and that you step out and believe that God wants to do miracles through you. And when you step out in that going and you see somebody that needs healing, you lay hands on the sick and they shall what? Recover. Sounds simple, huh, Sandy? It's that simple. We went fishing last night, man. Some guy joined us that, you know, Tim and Matt at Walmart, invited him to come, and he, he's, he had a bad back. And, man, we prayed for that man. It's like, he's like, I, I need to go. My back's a little tight. Well, let me pray before you go. And we laid hands on Cole because we don't care. I don't care what people think. I'm going to lay hands on whoever wants to be healed. And this woman of God has healing in her. It's just ready to flow. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we're going to release that today in the name of Jesus. But you got to know that you got it, that you have that relationship. The Spirit of God is in you and that, that you can step out in that authority and do the miracle. We know that Jesus is doing it through us, but you're the vessel he wants to move through. Now, Jesus can just go boop and, and everything just happens. But there's only a, the only limiting factor we have is us. That we say, I don't know, you know, and, and I've known people that were struggling for a healing. It, Jake, because they were struggling in their own weakness, they, they didn't feel that they could step out and lay hands on anybody. Step out and believe because they're struggling in their own weakness. But what does the word declare, God declare about your weakness? Where I am weak... He is strong. Whatever seed you sow, you're going to receive. So when you sow it, believe for your own. Amen. I remember this guy wanted to pray in tongues. And uh, he got mad at me every week. Six weeks in a row. Six weeks in a row, I laid hands on him to pray in the spirit. Six weeks in a row, he left mad at me. I mean, the first night, he screeched out of the parking lot just mad because he didn't pray in tongues. He was so mad at me, I'm like, like I do this. I don't do it. It's God that does it. Don't blame me. You know, just get rid of the bad teaching. So I, I'm going to go to Team Challenge, and I'm going to minister there. And I said, hey, anybody want to come to Team Challenge with me? Any guys? I didn't like ladies to go with me because it was, it was a guy's Team Challenge, you know. So all these guys meet me out here in the parking lot, and he shows up, and he's going to go with me. And I said, okay, this is what we're going to minister when we get there. I'm going to minister on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then we're going to lay hands on these guys, and they're going to speak in tongues. He's like, I said, yeah. He says, uh. I don't pray in spirit. I said, again, that's not my problem. <laughs> that's your problem. He just looks at me and says, okay. So we get there, I preach. I'm, when, when I get there, the, the, the leader, he says, what are you going to talk about? I said, I'm going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit's evidence of speaking in tongues. He goes, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. I, I said, why? 
He goes, well, we got people from, you know, Catholics, you know, Baptists and Presbyterians here. I said, yeah, but we all need the spirit. He goes, eh, I don't know if it's going to go over too well. I said, okay. So I'm up there. I preach baptism of the Holy Spirit. And almost every guy runs forward to get filled with the Holy Spirit. So I called my team of guys up. I said, okay, start praying. Here we go. We start laying hands on people. So he lays hand on a guy. Guy started praying in tongues. He lays hand on another guy and he started praying in tongues. See, when you, when you give, whatever you give, whatever you sow, it's going to come back to you. And he came up to me afterwards and he said, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, I probably will. Let me know. He said, I started praying in tongues when I was praying for somebody. And I said, come on, let me hear it. And he started praying in tongues. This is awesome. Whatever you sow, amen. When you're in Christ, you're a new creation. You're not that old guy. Amen. You're not that old person. You're a new creation. And then D, he tells us to go. Everybody say go. go. Listen, this is how you start going. Walk across the room. You got them people around you. Just walk across the room and tell them. Tell them how much God loves them. Then walk across the street. Tell them how much God loves them. Just let them know. And, and then, then maybe get involved in an outreach. You know what I have out there? I have a ton of shoes I got to get rid of. I've been praying about how to get rid of shoes. I know, Elena, I know you love shoes, man. I'm giving them away. So maybe you could help me give away some shoes. But couldn't you knock on the door and say, hey, we have some shoes here. Would your kids need a new pair of tennis shoes? Why would you do this? Well, because we just want to bless you. We're from New Hope. We love Jesus and we love you. And we just want to bless your kids with some new shoes. Would, would that be okay? How hard is that? Delon and I did it with C's candy. Oh, we were very welcomed. <laughs> They're like, how much is this C's candy? I said, well, it's compliments of Jesus. You can go. Get involved in an outreach. And then after you get involved in an outreach, help organize one. I can't think of everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't. I mean, my mind is focused on studying the word and praying and seeking his face and, and doing um, the ministry right here in the house. And so I need other people to stand up and say, hey, let's do this outreach. Let's do it. And I'll say, yeah, I'll pray for you. I'll help you and I'll show up. You know, help organize the outreach and then maybe go on a trip with me somewhere. I know right now it's a little difficult on the travel mode, but things are going to open up. Um, Tim Gidley prophesied to me that it's not going to be an issue for me to travel. It's not going to be an issue for me to go. So, you know, I need to go back to Uganda. I need to see the light program, all the work we've done in our orphanage. And we're still, still about um, $10,000 short on the lights. So but it's getting done, but get, go on a trip with us. And then maybe after you go on a trip with me and you see what we do, then you go and I can stay. Not too many amens on that one. <laughs> I mean, there's some places I know I got to go because they're not the safest places in the world. When I, when I went to Pakistan, uh, I came back and somebody introduced me to another pastor and they said, yeah, hey, this is Ron King. He, he pastors New Hope. He just got back from Pakistan. 
That pastor just stood there and he looked at me. He just stared at me. He goes, well, we don't go to Pakistan. And the guy goes, Ron King does. And he looked at me, he goes, I want to go with you. I said, okay, I'll set it up. We can go. Then he called me and said, I don't want to go with you. (laughs) There's one thing about going to some places. You got to have a confidence of who you are in the Lord so you know you're coming home. You got to be confident in that. And, uh, but go, start by walking across the room. Then one day you'll lead a group to the nations. I can see people in this room doing that, leading people to the nations. And then E, make disciples of all nations. Make disciples. That's what Andy's doing. That is on his heart. That's what's on his mind. This is what he thinks about. He's sending out all those discipleship pages to people to, to grow in the Lord. Amen. Make disciples. It doesn't just, it does, I mean, we want people to make a commitment to Jesus. Amen. But the commitment is becoming a disciple. It's not just in saying a prayer. It's not just saying a prayer so that you know you're going to go to heaven, but it's being a disciple that you're winning other people. Amen. And, um, like I said, to win the nations, you don't have to go very far. Sometimes it's just walking across the street because the nations have come to us. God has brought them to us. You may not like the way they're coming. You may not like what's happening in America, but let's take advantage of it. Amen. Let's win them for Jesus. You know, let's be that life. Luke 6, 35, 37, it says, but, but love those who hate you. Do good to them. Let them use your things and do not expect something back. This is the Bible I'm reading. This this isn't what I'm saying. This is the Bible. Your reward will be much. You will be the children of the Most High. He is kind to those who are not thankful and to those who are full of sin. You must, verse 36, you must have loving kindness just as your Father has loving kindness. Do not say what is wrong in other people's lives. Then other people will not say what is wrong in your life. Do not say someone is guilty. Then other people will not say you're guilty. Forgive other people and other people will forgive you. Amen. That's a powerful scripture. So he's just asking asking us to act like him and not like everybody else. Amen. If you move from... from resentment to opportunity, your heart will begin to melt for others and love will pour out of you. We have to move from the resentment to opportunity, amen? And then F, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, we have a baptismal right behind there. We have one that we blow up and we put out here and we do it outside. We have that baptismal and that's always fun. Um, but baptize them. You say, well, I want this person to the Lord. You know, you don't have to be baptized by a pastor. Danny, you got a pool. You could have a baptism party. Win them to Jesus, bring them over the house and dunk them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, and it doesn't mean you're starting your own church. It just means you're following what God has called you to do. You know, I'm not stuck on, I have to be the one to baptize. I don't baptize most times. Jake did the last one, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's what we're supposed to do. It's what we're called to do. And then G, T, 
teach them what Jesus wants and be a good model of what it looks like to be obedient to Jesus. You know, be a good model. Be that one that, that, that is kind and you know, let the fruit of the spirit full of love just be pouring out of you. Let the fruit model the word of God and teach them how to do it. Teach them how to do what God is telling us to do. That's what this, making a disciple is. You're making somebody that can imitate you. Now, are you, it, when you go out and you make disciples, do you feel right now that everybody can imitate you and they'll go to heaven? There was another quiet moment, Lewis. <laughs> because that's what we want to be. We want to be. Uh, uh, it's not written, but we want to be um, imitatable. If that's even a word. We want to be somebody that can be imitated. That. When, when people imitate us, they know they're going to spend eternity with Jesus. Because if I'm imitating Christ, like Paul said, imitate me as I imitate who? Jesus. So as we're imitating Christ, then people can follow us and we can make disciples of teaching them what we know. Amen. And then H, know that he is with you. Know that he is with you. Everywhere you go, he is with you. Claim the land for him, amen? Everywhere your feet go. Your feet might, you know, your feet goes to some business tomorrow, you know, and, and where you work. Claim that land for Jesus. Claim that business for Jesus. Let them be blessed because you're there. I, I told you a few weeks ago, Delon was in Kentucky, and my grandsons noticed, wow, we're really blessed when Nana's with us. Because she got, they got a lot of free things, they got blessed with this and blessed with that, and they're like, you know, they notice, people will notice the blessing on your life as you're being obedient to Christ, amen? They'll see it and they'll, they'll take hold of it. Know that he's with you. And then number three, we just need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's all, we just need to be filled. We need to be filled and we need to be refilled and we need to be refilled and we need to be refilled. We need to keep asking Jesus to empower us we need to keep asking the Lord to fill us with his spirit every day, to strengthen us, to give us that joy of the Lord, that is our strength, that we can change our resentments for the, the foreigner into opportunity. That we can change our mindsets to say, wow, God is bringing a lot of people to us. We need to be busy. You know, that's why we started the Arabic church here. Because I saw the mosque up, up there and I, saw, I said, man, I started praying. I said, God, we need an Arabic church in in Corona. We have to have something in the spirit to, to push back. I met pastor email here. They asked me if they could use their, uh, my office for a, uh, our boardroom for a interview to interview him. And so when he came downstairs and I was outside, I met him, him and his wife. I said, Hey brother, how are you? And I, I met him and he says, yeah, I'm Arabic. I said, really, where's your church at? He goes, in Orange County. I said, really, where do you live? He goes, I live here in Corona. I said, why don't you have a church in Corona? He's like, well, because we have one in Orange County. I said, we have a big mosque in our city. We need a church in Corona. We need an Arabic church. We need a place to come. We need somebody that will evangelize these people. I said, <laughs> I'm crazy like this. I gave him keys to the building and an alarm code. I said, start a prayer meeting. He started a prayer meeting for a while. Every Saturday, he was in there in the back room praying. 
He said, ah, Ron, it's just too much, man. I can't. I kept on him, kept on him for a couple years. And then he finally said, okay, we'll start a church on Saturday night. So on December 3rd, a few years ago, he started the church. By Easter, he said, I'm moving my whole church out to here. And they moved out here and they've been here ever since. And uh, it's just wonderful. Pastor Otto moved up here from Guatemala to be a, a, a pastor here in America, winning the Spanish-speaking people. Because there's a lot of people in our communities that only speak Spanish. And then um, we have Pastor Peter, Chinese. Chinese, who, who was in here Saturday night. Between 5 and 7 is 9 and 11 in China. And he ministers here, and it's uh, relayed to China. Every week, that's what we're doing. He's doing a midweek service too to, to get the gospel out in their languages. And God is bringing, there are so many Chinese people between here and Eastvale, it's crazy. He's got house churches from here to, I know he's got one in Chino here, one in Diamond Bar, and there's a place over by Pasadena. He's got another house church. He's planting house churches right now because that's what he's accustomed to doing um, from living in China and being a Chinese pastor. This is happening right here in America, right here out of a New Hope Family Worship Center because he's just filled with the Spirit of God. And he's doing what God has called him to do. We have the Samoans that are out there right now meeting. Samoans out in the back room. Pastor John, wonderful men and women of God. Amen? And so the, God is bringing the people to us. And so instead of, instead of resenting that, Instead of resenting what, what's happening with that, we're taking the opportunity to reach out to them, to touch them for the king of glory, to win them, to know Jesus, amen? That's what we've got to do, amen? And we've got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be able to do this because if we're walking in our own thinking, in our own soundness of mind, we're not going to get there. We need the Spirit of God to, that will change our heart from resentment to love. How many are ready for that? I'm ready for that. Stand to your feet right now. You're ready for that. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. I, I just feel right now to anoint you with oil. I know I already know it, but I want to anoint you with oil. You're ready. Come on forward. I'll throw a mask on for you. I don't care. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Come on. We... Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, God, just fill him today. Fill him with your spirit, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let it flow, God. Just touch this little one, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let it flow, God. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Miss Betty, just take some of that oil and help me today. Help me today. Yeah, praise you, Father. Lord, just fill us with your spirit today, God. Let it flow from the throne room of God. Overflowing, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let it rain, God. Let it rain, God. Yay. Give them visions, Father God, of what they can do in you. Give them visions, Lord, like never before. In the name of Jesus, just let it flow, God. Yay. Hallelujah, Father, like never before, Lord. Let her see, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yay. Let it flow, Father. Oh, we praise you, God. 
Let that anointing, Father God, just flow through Deborah's hands, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, just bless Lillian, Father God, with words of life, God. Words of life, God, that shall speak life over people today. Yay, these hands be anointed. Yay, in the name of Jesus, be anointed. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Just let it flow today, God. Yeah, let it flow, Lord, of these young ones. Give them a vision, Father God, for what you have planned in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let them begin to see and dream, God. Let them dream, God. Hey, hallelujah. Godly dreams. Godly dreams in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, walk across the room. Walk across the street in the name of Jesus. Yay, Father, just let it flow. Let it flow today, God. Your Holy Spirit empowering miracles, miracles, miracles in the name of Jesus. Your hands are anointed for miracles. Here, take a little bit of that. Go help me. Let it flow, God. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, God, let a passion in his heart rise up, God. Resurrection power in him, Father. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, just let it flow. Yeah, yeah let it flow, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let that fire burn. Let that fire burn in him, God. Let it burn in his heart, his mind, his spirit, Father. Yeah, for that overflowing of anointing that's flowing in him, God. Oh, that can reach the lost in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just fill him, God. Just fill him, God. Yeah, let it flow, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let your anointing just be on, Matt, God. Let it flow, your power, your might, Father God. That resurrection power of God be on him, move through him, Father God, that he can share the word of the Lord with people, Father. His age, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, I pray that fire not let up. Let it burn in her, God. Let it burn in her. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. She not withhold, Father God, your calling. Yeah, let it flow, God. Let it flow, Father. Yeah, just fill her. Yeah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, let it flow, God. Yeah, let it flow, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, through this family line, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, just let it flow. Fill them overflowing with your spirit today, God. Empower them, Father God, yeah, with words of life, God. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I was just praying, I, I just, this thought just came to me. There's somebody here, or maybe a few people, you, you, you use your words and you cut people. You've been using your words and it's been destructive, you know, and, you, and it's funny to you. But the Lord says he's wanting you to change your words that you build and that you bring life to people. 
So I, I just encourage you today, if that's you, just tell the Lord to forgive you and ask him to give you a new tongue today. A new tongue in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Let it flow, God. Just film today, God. Yeah. Lord would say to you, I'm putting an intercessor spirit in you. I'm going to cause you to wake up and cry out to me for souls. You're going to burn the way in your prayers for souls to be saved. Hallelujah. I'm expanding your territory. Yeah. It's not just for your loved ones, but I'm expanding your territory to those you don't know yet. God says, I'm going to show you people that you've not met yet and you're going to begin to cry out to them and you're going to begin to pray for them and believe for their souls in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, let it flow, God. Let it flow. Yay. Let it flow, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just fill our sister. Yay. Yay. God's given you a mission field. God's given you a mission field. Hallelujah. Yeah, I anoint your hands for healing in your mission field today. Yeah. That God would move through you in a powerful way to lay hands on the sick and they recover. Oh, may God just fill you yeah, with that anointing for healing. Yeah, God, just fill her. Lord, give her such boldness and love, compassion. Lord, even for the hard case ones, God, that she'll just flow in your power and your might, Lord. Then move in her, God. Move in her. Move in her. Yes, boldness, 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 God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, boldness. Praise you, Father. But that boldness is burning her, God. Filled with love, God. Yeah, hallelujah, let it flow, God. A river of living water flowing out of her, God. Let her heart and her mind just be transformed in your presence, God. Let her be filled with your spirit, Father God, empowered, Father God. Lord, to love others like never before, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, let it flow, God. Let it flow. Let it flow, God. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Let it flow, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the words of life. Words of life. Words of life in her, Father. Yea, in the name of Jesus. Yea. Praise you, Father. I thank you for this man of God, Lord. Yea, let it flow. Yea. Lord, I pray that you just continue to expand his territory, Father God. Hallelujah. As he continues to reach out and to, to change peoples, to disciple peoples, Father God. I pray you just give him strength and a vision, Father God. Lord, I pray as Jabez prayed that you bless him indeed and expand his territory, God. Expand his tent stakes, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Him and Jerry, just bless him, God. Bless him, God, in the name of Jesus. With souls, 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 in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, just fill her. Yeah, just let it rain, God. Oh, let it rain down, Father. Just fill her overflowing, Father. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. We prayed. We believe, now go, go.
Don't be the limiting factor in your life. Go to all the world. Amen? Amen. Amen.